Hey guys, I'd like to introduce you to a new podcast that I know you're going to love. Do you like travel? Do you like picturesque locations and getting away from it all? Well, this new podcast has all that and murder. It's called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that took place on vacation. Hosted by a true crime fanatic, her comedy writer husband and his TV producing partner, Slaycation brings a unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, and WTF stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended underwater. Each episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that'll intrigue you. It's the discussion between a longtime married couple and business partners who happen to be Emmy-nominated TV producers. Each episode of Slaycation also includes humor, takeaway and travel tips that will keep your next vacation from being your last. If you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Morgan Rector, host of the Human Monsters True Crime Podcast. Do you find life boring within the comfort zone? This is the right show for you. It will test your endurance. The offenders profiled are among the most inhumane. These people specialize in the unthinkable. Human Monsters, available wherever you get your podcasts. Five Creepiest Ghost Towns in the World Abandoned places interest us because they're reminders of what once was or could have been. Promising towns filled with people just like you or I who had their hopes and dreams crushed right before them. The places on this list have a lingering sense of sadness. These are the five creepiest ghost towns in the world. Number five, Chaitin, Chile. Considered a modern version of the ancient Roman city of Pompeii, the small town of Chaitin in the Los Lagos region of Chile is among the latest victims of an abrupt and deadly volcanic eruption. A once thriving capital town, Chaitin's destiny would change forever as the once quiet volcano nearby rumbled to life on May 2, 2008. The eruption grew increasingly violent, and by May 5th, it had spewed a deadly mixture of ash and sulfur 19 miles up into the Earth's atmosphere, reaching across Patagonia and affecting infrastructure all the way in Argentina. Emergency services scrambled to evacuate the residents, but on May 12th, the final blow from the volcano came. Because of the incessant lava flow, it forced the river to rise up, resulting in massive movement of mud and debris. It consumed much of the valley, ultimately devouring everything in its path. More than 10,000 residents within the immediate danger zone had to leave behind everything. Prior to the blast, there was no historical data available about the volcano, 
In fact, it had laid dormant for close to 9,000 years before this one devastating blast. Initially, the government thought up plans on how to prevent the devastation of Chaiten from happening again, but eventually they decided to abandon the town altogether and provide permanent resettlement for its residents. Today, the only thing left in town are the dried-up, mud-covered houses. There are buried cars, broken streets, and abandoned items, people's lives and memories stuck permanently in the gray mud. In the far distance, the volcano looms, still active and waiting for another chance to erupt. Number 4. Pripyat, Ukraine Sitting three kilometers away from Chernobyl, the town of Pripyat in the Ukraine was once home to more than 49,000 people. Pripyat was founded on February 4, 1970 and deemed a nuclear city, a type of town created to serve the nearby Chernobyl reactor. Unlike other nuclear plants, Chernobyl was proclaimed as a safer type compared to others. Hence, the city of Pripyat was open to the general public and people could come and visit as they pleased. But when a leak in the Chernobyl plant occurred in 1986, the city of Pripyat and its residents had to evacuate within two days. The once thriving and beautiful town used to have multiple schools, several malls, cafes, beautiful gyms, playgrounds, stadiums, and even its own rail system. It's been abandoned now for over 30 years. Tree branches push against broken windows while nature overtakes the roads. Many of the residents left with the most minimal of items, and as a result, plenty of these can still be seen exactly where they were left. Libraries are filled with decaying books, rooftops have collapsed, and even the power plant, which can be seen from many parts of the city, is nothing but a ghost town. Animals are another thing that seem to thrive in this nuclear wasteland now. There are wild horses, wolves, and boars, to name a few. Even though most show little signs of being affected by the radiation, internally, scientists believe they have developed various mutations as a result. Boars, for instance, have been born with giganticism, while wolves exposed to the radiation are more aggressive, attacking people without even being provoked. Other stranger stories have emerged as well. There are those who say shadow people live in the area. Individuals who have ventured into the exclusion zone say that they've seen shadowy figures or even touched by unseen hands. One TV show shot an episode there and recorded what looked like body heat of another human being inside one of the ruins. There are also reports of mysterious lights seen inside Reactor 4's sarcophagus. Today, the radioactive levels in Pripyat and other areas known as the Zone of Alienation are much lower compared to 1986 when the incident occurred. The blast site in Reactor 4 has also been encased in a sarcophagus-like container to help prevent radiation leaks. In the meantime, robots are used within the structure to help deconstruct what remains of the reactor. This covering took more than a decade to build and was finally completed in 2016. For those who want to visit Pripyat, there are several Ukrainian companies that offer guided tours around the area, giving curious individuals a peek at the devastation that happens as a result of nuclear power gone wrong. Currently, it's estimated that Pripyat will not be habitable for at least another 24,000 years. Number 3. 
Centralia, Pennsylvania. In May of 1962, the lives of the residents of Centralia would change forever. It was the day before Memorial Day and the people were preparing for festivities. However, they needed to settle one matter, how to clean up the town landfill. Although several options were offered, they settled on simply burning the trash in the 300 by 70 foot dumping ground. After all, it was a common thing to do at the time, and it had been done many times before. According to the story, five volunteer firemen proceeded to light the trash on fire and let it burn for some time before extinguishing it. But unfortunately, they didn't fully extinguish it, and an unsealed opening within the landfill pit provided room for the flames to enter the expansive labyrinth of coal mines underneath the town. You see, decades before, Centralia was a booming coal mining town. The first two coal mines opened in 1856, followed by four others a few years later. At its height, the town held a population of more than 2,000 people. Eventually, though, with World War I and the stock market crash, many of the mines closed, with the few remaining ones being sealed off in the 60s. When the fire was set ablaze, it ignited a chain of events. While the firefighters managed to extinguish the fire burning above ground over the course of several weeks, the burning hell that raged underneath would go on for another 40 years. The fire underneath the town snaked through the various coal mines and caused the soil in the area to grow soft. As a result, sinkholes would form almost everywhere. Cracks in the road and ground became ever-present, and toxic fumes sprouted from them, disrupting and causing harm to the residents. Various initial efforts were taken to control the situation. Water was pumped inside the mines. Then they covered the ground with clay to help smother the blaze, but nothing worked. Then a combination of water rocks and a slurry of ash were also pumped in, but still the flames wouldn't stop. There was only one thing left to do. Give up and have the city condemned. In the end, most of the families were relocated to nearby towns, and by 2013, only seven residents continued to live in the area. The notoriety of Centralia has caused tourists to flock in, sometimes with terrible effects as they vandalize and spray graffiti over what remains of the town. Most visitors are young people and thrill-seekers who want to see where the popular horror video game Silent Hill was inspired from. Today, there's only very little that remains of the town itself. Authorities have tried their best to convince the remaining residents to leave. They've put in effort in covering up any form of existence that once was there, breaking down the houses and leveling the foundations, then adding plants in place of them. The town's zip code has actually been removed, and the existence of Centralia is slowly being wiped out from the records, but its history will likely live on forever. Number 2. Humberstone and Lenoria Considered as a UNESCO World Heritage Site, Humberstone and Lenoria were former saltpeter refineries that sat in the middle of the Atacama Desert in northern Chile. Humberstone is named after British chemical engineer James Humberstone. He emigrated to the country in 1875 and became a saltpeter mogul, digging his way through the nitrate-rich crust of the desert. Described as white gold, almost all the world's saltpeter had come from the Atacama Desert. 
It was in such huge demand as fertilizer in fast industrializing countries that during the 1880s to the 1930s, it was the main product exported from Chile. Humberstone was originally called La Palma. It was a small town with a population of 3,500, composed mainly of workers and their families. For a long time, it thrived right up until World War I. During the war, the British blocked the Chilean export to Germany, and this prompted the Germans to become resourceful and come up with synthetic alternatives to serve as fertilizer. Soon enough, no one needed potassium nitrate anymore, which led to the steady decline and eventual fall of Humberstone, as well as Lenoria. For the past half century, no one has lived or worked in these towns. The shanty buildings and the mining equipment are still there, well-preserved in the dry climate of the desert. Humberstone has been declared a heritage site, and restoration work is being taken up, hoping it'll become a tourist spot for those interested in the mineral-rich history of South America. All this sounds great, but if you ask the locals, they would prefer that everyone stay away altogether. Lenoria was also a thriving mining town in its heyday, which meant horrible working conditions for those employed there. Slavery was rampant. Adult and children alike had to work day and night to keep churning out product. This resulted in injuries and also many deaths. You can see evidence of death displayed prominently in the town. Their cemetery is one place that even locals try to avoid. It's filled with toppled headstones and shallow open graves. Many of these have been dug up to reveal coffins and even human skeletons. Some say the disturbed graves are the work of grave robbers. However, those buried there are poor people and often didn't have any treasure buried with them, so it's a mystery as to why anyone would do such a thing. Because of the harsh conditions people had to go through and possibly the disturbed cemetery, numerous reports of paranormal activity have been experienced and witnessed in these two mining towns. In Humberstone, screaming, random voices, and footsteps are often reported. There are also those who have seen poltergeist activity or children creeping around in the abandoned schools. Meanwhile, Lenoria, the same eerie feeling and paranormal activity is also present. Even during the daytime, you'll easily find bones scattered throughout this abandoned town. Locals believe the spirits of those that died there continue to haunt the place. It's said that the spirits still occupy the town at night and proceed to manifest themselves to those foolish enough to visit. Number 1. Hashima Island, Japan Another mining facility on this list is the famous Gukinjima, known officially as Hashima, although few people today call it that. In the Western world, it's often known as Battleship Island because of its unusual shape. This abandoned island lies 20 minutes off the coast of Nagasaki, a city that once was considered the most densely populated on Earth. Now, its most visited structure is the Atomic Bomb Museum. Like Nagasaki, Hashima used to be a thriving island as well. At its prime, thousands of men, women, and children lived and worked there. They toiled in the undersea coal mines, fueling Japan's fast rise to industrialization during the 19th century. Today, most people might recognize it as the bad guy's lair in the 2015 James Bond movie Skyfall. But back in the day, it was the first one to have a concrete high-rise building 
which was built in 1916. By the 60s and 70s, a supermarket and cinema were also installed. Workers who lived there were given homes and buildings. These were determined by a point system. The higher numbers of years you had been on the island, the higher the floor you lived on. The shorter the years meant you lived closer to the ground floor, something you didn't want, especially during a typhoon. The mines itself were operated 24 hours a day. At one point, they became so deep that it would take workers two hours just to get into them. Moreover, there were accusations of forced labor by the Chinese and Koreans during the height of Japan's occupational power. It was clear that despite being one of the most progressive areas in Japan, Hashima was still a dangerous place. It's estimated more than 200 workers died in accidents while others suffered from work-associated lung disease. At its peak, the island held more than 5,300 people, but in 1974, the entire place was abruptly abandoned. This was a result of Japan moving away from coal as the process of mining simply became too expensive. Its buildings are now all that's left behind. Many of the structures and the tiny apartments still hold remnants of its past with beer bottles lying around, old tatami mats, black and white television sets, and more. Today, the island has been open to tourism with a new port and walkway created in 2009 to accommodate those visiting. The buildings are forbidden, especially because they're considered unsafe and could crumble any time, but you can look at them from afar. If you do want to explore more of the island, Google offers a street view tour when it sent someone to capture Hashima and its eerie solitude in 2013. So there were five of the creepiest ghost towns in the world. Humans have transformed the face of the planet. These settlements were once filled with people, their hopes, dreams, and tears all tied to them. Now all that's left are crumbling buildings and memories of what once was. If you like this video, then please subscribe to our channel. We have new videos coming out all the time we'd love for you to check out. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next week.